The key to understanding and changing the way you communicate during divorce is the same key to understanding and changing the way you communicate any day of the year and of your life. And that is to understand the power of your thoughts and the results that those thoughts bring. So stay tuned today to hear more about changing the way you communicate with yourself and others by understanding your thinking. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Starting Over Stronger Show, where you'll find help and hope for your divorce survival and recovery. Divorce well, live well. Hello, and welcome back to the Starting Over Stronger Divorce Survival and Recovery Show. Today, we are going to be talking about changing the way you communicate as you go through divorce. And I was going to be doing an interview today, but that didn't end up working out. And I thought, you know, this is a really important topic. And I just want to spend some time with you one on one today and talk about what improved communication looks like as you go through a divorce. And it's not just about dealing with your soon-to-be ex, although certainly it is applied there, but it is also about how to communicate well with your attorney, how to present yourself well with the judge if you go to court, how to handle all of the difficult conversations that are going to come up as part of your divorce with your family that is now his family or her family and and feeling less like yours now, even though that shouldn't be. And just all of the different friend situations that come up where you are feeling like anyway, that your friends are now feeling like they have to choose between the two of you. And some will, and some will choose you, and some will choose your soon-to-be ex. And that is just one of the unfortunate facts of divorce. But the thing that I want to talk about today is just having those difficult conversations and what that looks like for you. Now, there's a lot of different things that come up when you talk about communication. And so much of it has to do with just how you think about things. So although you know, there's a lot to be said for different ways you can actually communicate. There's also a lot to be said about what's going on in your mind that affects the way that you communicate. So I want to just start by saying that, you know, whenever I have new coaching clients, I always remind them that everything they need is already within them. And that the beauty of life, even as you go through a divorce, is that your destiny lies always in your hands. And so as you're presented with this challenge, you have the option to decide that you want to step up and be great, or that you're going to cower and fold and be frustrated and in pain and and struggle. And of course, there's good days and bad days. But overall, you want to have that attitude of just choosing to do what is best for you and for those around you. So one illustration that I use often with people is the story of the butterfly. Have you heard that? 
basically it talks about the fact that a man once found a cocoon of a butterfly and a small opening had appeared in the cocoon. He sat and watched the butterfly for several hours as it struggled to squeeze its body through that tiny hole. And then it stopped as if it couldn't go any further. So the man decided he would help the butterfly. And he took a pair of scissors and he snipped off the remaining bits of the cocoon very carefully to be careful to not hurt the butterfly. But then the butterfly emerged and it came out easily, but it had a swollen body and shriveled wings. And so he continued to watch it, expecting that any minute the wings would enlarge and expand enough to support the body. But that didn't happen. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around and was never able to fly. What the man in his kindness and haste did was he thought a kind thing, but he realized after that restricting cocoon and the struggle that is required by the butterfly to get through that opening was a way of forcing the fluid from the body into the wings so that it would be ready for flight once that was achieved. So sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our lives to get strong enough to face what is coming. So You have to think about it like this as you're going through a divorce. Going through life with no obstacles would actually cripple us. We wouldn't know, we wouldn't have any strength. We wouldn't have any wisdom. We would certainly not be as strong as we could have been, and we would never fly. And so, what I want you to think about as you go through your divorce is how you can use the challenges that you're facing to strengthen yourself so that you can learn to fly after your divorce. The basis of all of my coaching, whether it's in private or group format, is about improving communication. And that's, first of all, communication with yourself, because it's truly never the circumstances that you're facing that are causing your feelings. It's always the way you think about those circumstances that cause you to have certain feelings. The thought comes first. And then secondly, obviously, we want to improve communication with your soon-to-be ex and others. And we do that by learning more about boundaries and understanding a little bit more about human engagement and connection. And so what keeps you from being your best self? Usually it's those two things. You have really only those two things standing between your current self and your best self. You want to have optimal thinking and you want to have optimal boundaries. And so when you improve those two things, you can be in a better space that allows you to communicate well with others. So if you think about it like this, take any circumstance that you're facing. I want you to just stop right now and think of a problem that you're having right now, a literal, actual life circumstance, like a fact, something that's happening, not a thought or a feeling or something that you're thinking about that thing, but the actual circumstance. And then I want to apply this method where you can change your thinking to change the results that you're getting in your life. So we start out with the fact that our lives are comprised of facts, events, people, places, and things, all of which are in and of themselves neutral. They could be proved if needed in a court of law. Facts don't hurt. They're just facts. So you take one of those facts, 
And this is a very simple way for you to assess your thoughts and feelings and actions to be able to create the life that you want. In other words, it's how you get out of your own way. And so you start with that circumstance and then you take the next step, which is the thought. Hey, this is Annie. I wanted to stop for just a moment and ask you what you're doing besides listening to this podcast to take care of yourself during your divorce. I mean, after all, if you don't, who will? There are several ways you can join Starting Over Stronger as you heal through divorce. First of all, very exciting news. We just launched the brand new startingoverstronger.com website. Come check it out and become a member so you can stay up to date on all the latest opportunities for support. If you haven't yet, you're also welcome to join our private Starting Over Stronger After Divorce group on Facebook. Denise recently joined there and shared that her divorce is a minute-by-minute struggle at times. And Gretchen also joined us recently as she faces a difficult separation situation and has all kinds of questions about what to do to protect herself. And of course, the more of you that join this group, the more answers you all can get from each other. And of course, I chip in there too. Now, the best spot for answers is in private or group coaching where we can talk specifically about the exact issues that you're facing in a private private format. So you'll also find out more about those on the new website. I watch for you to join both the new website platform and the Facebook group. Remember, the website is just startingoverstronger.com. But the private Facebook group is starting over stronger after divorce. And you will have to answer some questions there. And we make very sure that anybody that joins is someone that belongs So I hope to see you all there soon. I would love to meet more of my listeners and get to know each of you and the situations that you're facing. So I hope to see you there soon. And if you can take notes, this will help a lot. So the the abbreviations that you're going to be putting here are CTFAR, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And so you look first at the circumstance. And then you want to think about what thoughts are you having about that? Try to boil it down to a single thought. What thought is your predominant thought about that circumstance? The thoughts are the sentences that are constantly running through your mind. And some of us are more aware of them than others. And sometimes we are more aware of them than we are at other times. But they are the beliefs that we have in our brain that just keep you know, kind of circling around unless we get really intentional with them. And so think about what thought that you have about that circumstance. And then from that thought, think about the feeling or name the emotion that this thought is causing you to feel. And then from there, think about what actions you're taking because of the feeling that you're having. And then lastly, what results are you seeing because of those actions? Okay, so you see from here that basically your thought comes first, and then that leads to a feeling, and that leads to an action, and that leads to a result. So what if you're not happy with the results that you're seeing in your life? What if you don't like the results that are going on in your life, and you feel powerless to change them because it's not something that you're doing. It's something somebody else is doing. And so you can't 
do anything about it, right? Well, no, that's not actually true. So let's take the next step because the CTFAR thought modeling works in reverse as well. So think of this like an undo button for your life. (laughs) When you catch it in time, you can actually turn that CTFAR around and you can start with R and you can start with what do I want to happen? What results do I want to see in my life? And then from there, explore what you would have to do or say to bring about that kind of a result in your life. And from there, imagine how you're going to feel when you take these new actions that you know are going to lead to this new result. How is that going to make you feel? And when you've grabbed onto that feeling, think about what thoughts are going to be changing for you. When you feel whatever this new feeling is, how will your thoughts begin to change? And then what is the likely change to your circumstances because of these new thoughts? Another way to look at this is that CTFAR can work in replay as well. So you can actually leave it in the same order, CTFAR, and start with that same factual circumstance that's going on in your life. But this time, what thought would you like to be having about it? And how will that thought feel? And once you're thinking and feeling in that new way, what different actions will you want to take? And from there, what results do you think this will bring? You see, CTFAR is simply the power of positive thinking with skin on. I think it makes a lot more sense than the pie in the sky, Pollyanna kind of thinking, what always felt like pretend to me, you know, just the whole positive thinking movement from years ago just didn't feel like it was possible for me because of my stinking thinking, right? But the truth is that our thoughts have a lot of power. When we think differently about things, we feel differently about them and we do different things. And then we see different results. And you probably in a large picture scenario, can really understand this because you are in this situation in some way with your divorce, perhaps by your own choice or not, that you have decided to think differently about it and you have seen your feelings begin to change. So you want to just keep going in that direction because the truth is that you really truly can change the way you think about things. And one of the most important things that I think helps to do that is journaling because the same old thinking is going to get you the same old results. And now you know why, because you can use that CTFAR model in literally any application in your life. And you will be able to see how differently you can change your thinking and therefore your results in your life. And so one way that I really strongly recommend, and and I do that because it's totally changed my own life, is journaling. And, you know, some of the quotes that I've read are things like journal writing is a voyage to the interior and that everyone should have a form of a diary because it's a great release. Are you struggling to decide whether divorce is the right decision for you or just tired of feeling like you're broken and everything is all your fault? The decision of how and whether to leave a toxic relationship can take years without good support from people who understand. 
The Starting Over Stronger Toxic Relationship Recovery Support Group is designed with you in mind. Led by me, Certified Divorce and Life Transition Coach Annie Allen, and with a small group of women in your shoes, you're going to find understanding here. We're going to talk about the patterns of these relationships and what you can do about them. There are currently two weekly groups running, one on Monday evenings at 6 p.m. Central and the other on your Wednesday lunch hour at noon Central. So whether you need an evening or a daytime group to meet your needs for privacy during this call, please consider joining us. If you're interested in learning more, just send an email with your interest from your secure email address that only you have access to, to Annie at startingoverstronger.com. And if you're in a controlling or abusive relationship, wondering how you could ever be a part of a support group like this without putting yourself at risk or exposing your desire to leave, please indicate that in your email and we can discuss solutions. You can make this work. And I know you feel alone, but you're not. Reach out and find the help you need. Uh, One of my favorite quotes is Flannery O'Connor, and he says, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. And I mean, think about it. It's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's so true. Sometimes we have so many thoughts swirling around in our mind all the time that we don't even know what we think until we make ourselves sit down. And, you know, another analogy is to think of journaling like taking out the kitchen trash of your brain. You know, we all have a lot of negative thoughts and things that go through our minds that can predict our days if we're not careful in the ways that we don't want them to. So one very important practice that you could adopt as you go through divorce and want to change how you communicate with yourself and with others is journaling. And there's a couple of different ways that you can think about this. One is from a Christian perspective. And one is thought journaling for anyone, regardless of your faith. And the thought journaling with regard to the general public, doesn't matter what your faith basis is, is just simply taking a four or five step approach to journaling your thoughts each day. One is what uh, sometimes is called unworrying. So rather than worrying, we're going to unworry. We're going to write down every worry and get it out of our head. And then we're going to number two, reframe. Write about what you want instead. Write down the worry and then write down what you would rather happen. And then number three, close the gap. What do you need to be able to get from unworrying to that reframed perspective? And then number four, share gratitude. Gratitude is so powerful. Write what you're thankful for. If you do nothing else that I say here today, get a little journal and have it by your bed and write down three things you're thankful for every single night before you go to sleep. One, you'll sleep better. And two, your days will be better. Gratitude is extremely powerful. And then whenever you have a situation that you're frustrated with, number five, is the CTFAR that we just talked about, where you're going to write your thoughts to create your reality and the results that you want in your life. And if you are a Christian, this actually is based on Philippians 4, 6, 
And you'll recall that that verse goes a little bit like this. Number one, don't worry about anything. Two, pray about everything. Three, tell God what you need. And four, thank him for all he has done. And as you see, just like in the thought journaling for anyone, it's the same concepts. You're writing down all the worries to get them out of your head, and then you're reframing them into prayers. And then you're closing that gap. You're telling God what it is that you need. And I and I remember when I first came up with this journaling method, I thought, how crazy is this? You don't need to tell God what you need. He knows, <laughs> right? But then again, yes, he knows, but do you know? And does telling him help you to clarify that? Absolutely, it does. I've seen it over and over again for years. And then number four is gratitude, sharing what you're thankful for. Thank God for all that he has done. This method of journaling, I am not exaggerating, will change your life. It really, truly will because it is changing your thoughts and it is helping you to understand your thoughts. And a few other things that I want to just throw out here is the ways that you can incorporate some different communication methods as you face your divorce. And that is to approach difficult conversations with a method that the former attorney, Bill Eddy, um, has written a book about called BIFF, B-I-F-F. BIFF stands for Brief, Informative, Friendly, and Firm. And you want all of your communication to be BIFF, Brief, Informative, friendly, and firm. You want to know your objective. You want to keep it simple. Remember that old K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid? You know, I don't like the word stupid, but I I think it's important to remember that sometimes we really overcomplicate things. I am 100% guilty of this. So I want you instead to keep it simple. Be clear. Be curious. You know, find out what is the other person thinking. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. But maybe knowing more about their perspective will help you approach the situation differently. And certainly staying calm and managing your emotions will be a great help. Another thing to think about is to accept silence. Be okay with the silence. There, You don't have to fill all the quietness and emptiness with words. Sometimes silence is important. Sometimes silence speaks volumes. Think about that. And, you know, be the real you. Don't allow difficult people or difficult circumstances to make you become someone that you're not. And the best way to do that is to not overthink things. Kind of learn to adopt an it is what it is mindset. You really, truly will have a much more peaceful place in life if you can learn acceptance. And if you can truly grab a hold of the fact that you can't change anything and anyone, I mean, the only way you can change anything is by changing your thinking about it. And so don't overthink, but just understand that some things are just what they are. But then seek consistency and realize that everyone has opinions and that's okay. Different is not necessarily wrong. And I think a lot of times we struggle with acceptance because we have grown up maybe in a faith system or maybe just in a, in a home with parents that the focus was on right and wrong and good and bad and, and all of those things. And, and not that there's any detriment or, or error in that, but when that becomes your, your set point, 
it is really difficult to accept that sometimes things are just different. There's a lot of shades of gray in the world and you don't have to understand them all. You don't have to agree with them all. You know, place and timing are everything when it comes to communication. You want to be choosy. Be sure that you don't select a place or a time to have a conversation that's going to lead to additional discomfort or frustration for you and others. Be careful how you present things. And, you know, one really easy way to get through a struggle of communication with someone is what I always call the compliment sandwich method, which oftentimes is used as a way to share a friendly critique with somebody by starting with a compliment, sharing the concern, and then closing with a compliment or something positive. I think that's a really good method for any kind of communication, especially as you go through divorce, especially with a difficult soon-to-be ex. Be kind and pleasant. Say what you need to say in a brief, informative, friendly, and firm way, and then close out with a kind thought. Have a good day. I wish you well, you know, whatever that is. Um, Keep that sandwich method in mind so that that the delivery of that more quote unquote negative or difficult topic is in the middle of some positivity. And it just, it's like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, right? That's kind of the whole concept with that. And then just acknowledge and accept their differences and be firm about you and who you are and what you need, and yet accept who they are and what they need and do what you can to come together on those things. I hope that the thoughts here today have been helpful for you as you think about difficult conversations you need to have during and after your divorce. I think that you have a lot that you can do with the information shared here today to change the way that you approach things with people. And that includes yourself. When you're struggling, when you're being self-critical, when you're feeling down and you're feeling like you can't do anything right or that you're never going to be okay again, you have to recognize that negative self-talk and challenge it because that's um, what we call stinking thinking. And a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it. It's kind of a negative chatter in the back of our minds that we don't realize is happening. And it actually can change the course of our lives. So you want to actively be journaling and thinking through all of those kinds of things so that you can change those patterns. And just know this, I'm right there with you. You don't get over a lifetime of dysfunctional relationships in a year or two. It takes time. And I'm here doing this work because I love watching other people come through difficult times and find their best self and realize who they really are and how limited they were in their former relationships. And like that butterfly coming out of that cocoon, they fly and they enjoy life and they look back and they realize they weren't living at all before this and they didn't know how they got through that. But here they are now, and their days are filled with joy and peace, even in the midst of a crazy world that we live in right now. And you can have that. And this is how. So thank you for joining me here today to talk about the ways that we can change how we communicate with ourselves and with others. And I'll look for you again next week for more Starting Over Stronger.